in one of the very first videos, um, I've shared with you my thought that it's not very sexy and it should never be our goal for your organization to become a concept, right? So when people come and say to me, you know, we really want to become a teal organization, I stop them right there and say, yeah, do you really want to become a concept like a teal organization? Uh, tell me more, you know, what do you really want to do and, and why do you want to change? Um, and I think the same is true for self-management, right? I've seen some leaders who have sort of surprised their organization by saying, um, you know what, we'll become self-managed. And these leaders still have the scar tissue to show for, you know, trying to come with a concept first. Um, and I believe that we should always start with why, with, you know, what's the deeper reason? What do you really want to do? And then self-management is a way to get there. Because if you start with a concept, if you tell your organization, um, you know, we're going to go for self-management, um, you will invite a lot of pushback, a lot of resistance, because people won't understand where this is coming from. It just feels like one more thing that you impose top-down rather than inviting people into. And then it's very easy to go to our heads and to argue and you know become philosophical about why self-management can never work and whether that's a good idea in the first place and, and all of these things. Um, so this is really an invitation for you to clarify why you want to go in the direction of self-management um, and then be able to start sharing that like this deep why, this deep urge that you feel with your colleagues and then invite them on this journey with you. And here's some thoughts to help you on, on this sort of inner clarification. Um, I think there's two things that we can link self-management to. One is the deeper purpose of the organization, and the other one is the assumptions uh, that you and others hold about people and work. So it's, it's very powerful if you link self-management to the organization's purpose. Um, you know, say that you work in healthcare, um, you're in a hospital. Uh, well, it's really easy to say that, you know, I mean, we passionately try to bring great care to our patients, right? To um, make them healthy or, you know, give them the most autonomous lives that they can. And for that, we really need to trust nurses and doctors, right? They have this knowledge. And uh, today we have too much bureaucracy that comes in the way, too much hierarchy, too much validations, too much um, that prevents us from giving great care. And so we should go back to a system where we can really trust nurses and doctors with all of their professionalism and you know, in that relationship to make the best shots. And this is why you know, we want to go to a system of self-management, right? Or say that you're a startup, you know, that has some noble purpose that you're trying to pursue. Um, well, it's, it's pretty easy then to explain that, you know, you right now, you know, we're this early phase where everything just feels so alive. I mean, we, we just bring so much energy towards our purpose. Um, but I'm really afraid that as we all grow, um, we'll become more of a traditional organization and we'll add more structures and layers of hierarchy. 
and that everything will start to slow down and become lifeless and that we won't be able to bring all of our passion and energy. And so instead of bringing 100% of our energy to our purpose, we might end up just bringing 30% of our energy to our purpose. And really, our purpose is too important for that. Our purpose deserves better. And so I don't know how we'll exactly uh, figure out self-management, but there's no doubt in our mind that you know, for our purpose, this is the direction we need to go into. So, you know, these are just examples you have to find for yourself, but um, obviously there's, there's a lot of power in explaining why our purpose really requires us to organize in a better way. Um, the other thing that you can link it to is to some deep-held assumptions. And I want to refer you to a previous video um, uh, about you know, contrasting the assumptions in existing management um, as compared to the assumptions behind self-management. Um, and you know, if you think about it, like so many of the assumptions in traditional management are pretty ugly, right? Um, really, we can't trust people on the front line with the bottom of the organizations, right? They, they obviously must not be very smart and maybe they're even um, you know, not very honest. And you know, that's why we have all these layers of management to approve any decisions that they make. Um, and you know to have all these policies to you know keep them on track and keep them honest. Um, well, it's really pretty ugly. And behind self-management, there's a set of more beautiful assumptions. And so, um, if you talk about it in that way, then it obviously makes sense that we want to get away from these ugly assumptions and towards a system um, that is based on trust that. You know, most people really want to do really great work and that most people can be trusted and that we shouldn't, um, you know, have all these policies uh, just for the one or two or three percent, uh, you know, who might occasionally not make the best decisions. Um, and, and so, you know, I'd, I'd really invite you to clarify and to, you know, tell these stories until they feel really powerful, until you really have a powerful invitation. And I'm not saying that you should never talk about self-management. It's, you know, it's a, it's a good concept um, that is a shorthand to explain where you want to go. Um, but it should never be the goal in itself, right? You should always tell the story and tell it again and again and again about why, you know, you invite the organization to go in this direction because it's linked to the purpose of the organization or simply because you know, there's a, a set of more beautiful assumptions behind it. Um, two more thoughts. As always, when you tell stories and when you invite people, um, try not to do it only from the head, but to do it from the head and the heart and the guts, right? To do it from here, here, and here. Um, and the other thing is um, that when you tell stories, try to tell them as intimately as you can, right? Tailor them to the people that you're talking to. So say that if you're talking to managers, um, you know, you, you can make the story that, uh, tell them that, you know, it, it might be hard at first to embrace the idea of self-management. Um, but that really, there is something that is pretty sad about um, you know, being purely in a management position. Like often, you know, work of managers isn't very fun, isn't very interesting, isn't very creative. I mean, there's just this huge pressure 
um, to get people motivated and to keep them in line. And then there's this pressure to look good you know, towards your superiors just to play this game uh, of success. And um, that most managers spend most of their time in PowerPoints and Excels and in meetings. And really, do you want to spend your life in meetings? And that self-management will allow them to do really creative work again and to do work that directly serves the purpose of the organization. Um, and to people on the front line, you kind of tell the story um, in a way that really speaks to them, right? That we need them to take initiatives and to be, uh, you know, to be all in and to feel that they can make a difference and that if they have a good idea that they have the decision-making power to do it and that you no longer want a system where um, there's all these idea people that you know have great minds and have all of these ideas and then these ideas get lost as they travel up you know the chain of hierarchy um, so that's it that's my invitation to you um, start with why and really try and clarify dig inside yourself you know what is the most powerful invitation that you can make what's the real reason that you're trying to invite the organization to embrace self-management. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy, and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.